Welcome to the Content Rocks Podcast, the show about all things content.ai, .net, and Azure for people who want to learn more about headless technology. And now, here's your host, Brian McKeever. All right. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Content Rocks Podcast. This is Brian McKeever, your host. And I am joined today by a very good friend of mine and actually the VP of product at content.ai, Martin McCallick. Martin, how are you doing, sir? Hey, Brian. Hello, everyone. Um, I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here today. I am too. It's crazy. We've known each other for many years at this point. I don't even know how many years, but this is literally the first time I've actually gotten you to join the show. And uh, it makes me very happy. It makes me smile on the inside even. Because uh, I think you've got some really interesting things that you can add to the Content Rocks podcast and, and talk about. So, uh, in fact, we're gonna we're gonna dive right into the meat of the episode. And our episode today is all about why we both feel that making AI useful is more than just using Chat GPT and generative AI in a different browser. And in fact, I'm gonna ask you to show us in, in the audience how you envision AI kind of taking over the product of content.ai. Maybe you can talk about where it's going, what's coming up in the future, what is about to be released, because everyone is asking me that in the community, and that's the inspiration for this episode, right? It's something that it's everywhere. I mean, in fact, I was at a digital marketing conference earlier this week, and almost every single session mentioned AI. And I think you've been at some events lately too, right, Martin? Yes, yes, yes. We've done a couple of, of shows uh, recently, and, and it was similar experience to yours. Everyone is asking about it. Everyone, everyone wants to know more. But it is still a mystery to a lot of people what AI can achieve and how it can literally transform the whole content management. Yeah. In fact, as we were preparing for the show just now, right, we were talking about, like, it's surprising that we go to these shows and it seems like the parts of the presentations that people are taking the most out of is like the basic 101, what is a, a chat GPT or what is an assistant and how do I use it? And as we're both technical people, you know, we're like 13 plus months into this and that's, it's surprising, but you know, maybe it's just the state of where we are with things, right? That was your experience. I think that you, you had too. Yeah, it was my experience as well. So you have people asking about, um, so how do I utilize it in, in, in our organization? How do I get my team on board of AI? Because what I saw today was really amazing. And it always surprises me because, um, as, as mentioned, we've been into, into this 30 months now and the evolution of what you can do with uh, these tools is incredible. If you just look at the image generation tools, how far they've got from the initial point where it was all blurry and, and horrible images now <laughs> you can get really quality uh, photo quality pictures for your content with just within just five seconds it's it's crazy and um, and so for many people i believe there's still a lot of unknowns and they don't even realize the potential of uh, the transformation um, because they just focus on the first initial step which is just hey it can generate and write content for me which is Honestly, I don't believe this is the biggest benefit of, of uh, OpenAI. Right, right. I think it's 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 something that it's an easy learning curve to see that first thing of I'm going to write a simple phrase and it's going to make me seven paragraphs of text on my subject. And people will get to that quickly and they'll be very excited about it. 
There's also the aspect of, you know, you got to make sure you're using it responsibly, which I know content.ai is working on quite a bit. And so are we at BizStream to try to educate marketers and even customers that there's this whole idea of accuracy and quality and, and you know, reliability that you want to have when you use these tools. So you can't just like blindly trust it is one of the big messages mm-hmm. that I know we've both been saying. But I'm most interested if you could share with our audience, like once we get into it, once we get that comfort level of on generative AI, just mm-hmm. the basics in my mind, how can we solve real world challenges with content editors and authors and how are you going to do that in the product? Because I think we need to take the next step to mm-hmm. making it where it is something that is truly saving us time or enhancing the quality of, of the, the content that we deliver. So I know you've got a couple of things prepared yeah. and I'm excited to see those things because. Yeah. You know, well, let me just few, few, few words before that. So sure, sure, yeah, really, frame it, really frame it. So mm-hmm. today, as you mentioned, many people just think, Hey, it can help me write article or blog post based on a simple prompts. Um, definitely it can, uh, but um, it will very really likely to be generic and bland because your prompt is going to be very generic uh, because it's going to be your first interaction with the system, right? So, but um, content is just more than writing. Content is about consistency. Content is writing content is about consistency. It's about efficiency. and. It's about many steps in the process, especially if you think about for large organizations, there are hundreds of people sometimes involved in the whole process. They manage content across multiple sites. They manage content across different channels. Uh, and sometimes getting a simple content out, they can take up to several weeks because it needs to be translated. It needs to be checked with legal. It needs to be checked against brand guidelines. It needs it, it, the workflow can be massive. Um, and one of the ways how you can think about the transformative potential of AI is to really think what are all the steps that can be either completely eliminated because they are manual and they don't have to happen at all, or they can be rapidly reduced in time needed to be invested in these steps. So this is how we think about our uh, product. And honest, uh, honestly, in the long term, I believe that the whole experience that you know today uh, with, with working with any CMS, that you have to create the model and you have to fill it in, then you have to go with, uh, with all the different steps in the workflow. We just aim to make this obsolete. We want to make it completely smooth that you will just arrive at your tool and just ask it to pro- uh, produce a content based on some inputs and it will get published and you will not care about the model. You will not care about anything and, and it will take you a couple of seconds to get this out. So I just wanted to frame it, how we think about it. Now, yeah, great. what I want to show you uh, in the couple of seconds is really what is the potential beyond just, hey, let's write three paragraphs about kittens. So um, what if I like kittens? I mean, let's be honest, kittens are great. Kittens are great, and uh, there are definitely some sites where you can learn a lot about kittens, and those will definitely utilize uh, these capabilities as well. But if you are um, an enterprise company, you probably have a content about your products and about your your services, so you might want to see something else. Right, right. Yeah, and I, I think one thing I would just respond to that with is if we truly can take the simple tasks 
yes. that are repeatable, that can be systemized out of the workflow of the human and leverage AI to do that. That saves us the time to do the high level thinking, the thought leadership, the the actual pitching to the end client. It, that then is game changing. And now we're talking about a, how AI is transforming our businesses, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, if you're ready, I can join the, the, the slides and we can, can get going. All right. So let me hit that button. And okay, the screen is yours. So the first thing I want to show you are actually translations because translations are a part of almost every company uh, that operates globally workflow. And with translations, the problem is they're costly, they take time, and sometimes they're not even accurate, uh, which can be mitigated to a degree. But what we've been working on is how can you actually leverage AI to really speed up the translation. So you can get the first initial uh, translation draft uh, and you can work with this. So essentially what you can do with AI, what what it allows you to do, what you can see on the slide is it allows you to create a version of uh, the translated content within a few seconds. So you no longer have to wait for uh, the translator. You don't have to pass all the information. You just press the button and it's it's done. so that's a reduction, right? Right, right. Now, let me ask you this, because, you know, obviously translation services that are machine translations have been around for years and years and years, right? We have both have talked to many clients who, who use those. And historically, their problem has been that they can't understand like context and like specific culture aspects of, of writing as you've been playing around with this and adding it into the, the prototypes and even into the product, have you, have you seen or heard that the accuracy has increased from what was still originally like a machine learning translation? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, what you see uh, actually is that the accuracy is much better these days. Uh, but I still believe that the uh, specialized tools for translation, they still have a place uh, in the world especially if uh, you're localizing more than just your content. If you need to localize your resource strings and you need to localize all the information, because this, again, this goes beyond just translating. It's, it goes to the management of all the resources that, that you have everywhere that you reuse. Everywhere. So it's, it's kind of similar challenge to content management. Now, where these translations, these automated and, and AI-driven translations have place is because not everyone has such... Um, extensive needs. So if you just need to translate the content for your uh, website, you don't have to pay thousands of, of, of dollars to get a specialized tools. And the fact that you have it available right in the CMS where your editors work uh, and that you have the guarantees of the vendor that all the content stays safe and, and as, as you mentioned, it is uh, processed responsibly, that's a major advantage. And that's why we focused on this. Yep. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Uh, I think you have a few more things. You want to move yeah. on to the next one? Really, translations was the first, um, probably the most easiest to show uh, example why uh, how much it can reduce. So let me uh, again share the screen. Um, the next example that I wanted to show is actually, again, related to uh, enterprise content. And oftentimes, uh, what you will see there are taxonomies. Taxonomies, uh, again, um, oftentimes used to categorize content, to uh, increase consistency, to increase reusability. And 
the challenge with taxonomies is that uh, when you have 50 terms, it's quite easy to navigate within taxonomies. But imagine that you are a company working in healthcare and you have a taxonomy that has 10,000 terms okay. and you need to edit. Well, it's going to take you some time before you find the right category and, and, and tag the content, right? So what AI can do is AI can go through the content that you are writing. Uh, it can scan it. It can conceptualize it. It can su summarize it. And based on it, it can suggest uh, the taxonomy terms. Uh, and then you have the option, okay, those are actually fitting what is in there. Uh, and I want to use it. I want to use these terms to categorize my content. You don't have to if you, if you don't believe it's right. Uh, but you'll you'll find that oftentimes this is going to be quite accurate. Because the again, the understanding of the models of the content there is getting better every day. And, and this goes beyond just... Um, tagging your content. You can also think about tagging your assets uh, and um, using this tags for, again, uh, increasing uh, your search capabilities uh, because you can then feed these results into other steps in the journey that are, again, going to speed up the whole journey. So awesome. the search awesome. of assets is one of, 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 one of examples. Now, one, one question I would have on the just on the content item itself here that we're kind of looking at on the screen as it's generating the four or five choices of taxonomy from the content, is that in any way kind of looking up an existing taxonomy that you have in another set of fields or custom elements or even elements, or is it like kind of generating new ones every time as it needs to? So there are multiple steps to that. Uh, first of all, this is generating the terms based on uh the content that you have there but we're also looking into uh ways how we can feed different you different parameters of your project to our engine that actually leverages that so the first phase is what you see and in the next phases which are actually closer than you think we're looking into how how the information about your projects can can be leveraged um, similar, uh, in, uh, a similar example is that we're looking how we can recommend you content uh, when you are working on content. So let's say you want to link different pieces of content together uh, because you have your content quite nicely structured. So when you want to link items, we'll tell you, hey, these items match uh, the content of your content are those that you want to use instead of you going through the library or searching for that content or maybe right, right. needing to remember uh, how the content was named that you want to include. So again, we are trying to reduce the cognitive load that you have to do when you're working um, with uh, your content. Again, a similar example could be uh, when you are working on your content, let's say you are writing a, um, a blog post about your new product line or an article about your product line. Uh, we will recommend you the content from your uh, content uh, from your asset library. We will recommend you um, assets based on the content that you're writing about. So these are these are the options that you have today that many people don't realize. Right. So like if I it was you know a product company and I wanted to run a winter campaign and I knew my company sells so snowblowers or, or shovels yeah. or whatever, I could say maybe recommend me the top three products to put on this, this campaign landing page and it would might match the theme of the campaign. Yeah. And, and then the fun starts when you can actually start um, chaining different uh, technologies together. So for example, you will be able to uh, eventually you'll be able to uh, 
read the content uh, that you're writing. Uh, the AI will understand it. The AI will create a prompt for you, and that prompt will be used in some of the AI generative uh, tools to generate a hero image for the article that you actually want to use. Because, well, right now in Czech Republic there is no snow, so if I want to. <laughs> If I want to have a hero image for my snowblowers, well, I will probably need to travel elsewhere or just use something from the last yeah, one. Right? Yeah, you can come right over to, to Michigan, Martin. We've, <laughs> we've had some snow, although right now today it's melted. However, yeah, it's coming, and I'm very I'm very worried that winter is coming. <laughs> yeah, so you, you might need those snowblowers. Yes, yes, it's on top of our minds. All right, that's great. Uh, we've got another one, right? Yeah, and uh, let me again share And the next example that I want to show you is actually how you can actually speed up your whole actually learning experience or actually understanding the uh, headless world because what we've built is our own uh, AI GPT assistant. And what you will see in this example is that we actually used it to uh, create and write a code for a custom element. So this is particularly useful when you are trying to understand the product uh, because you're new to this, you want to understand the APIs, uh, and you just want to achieve something. And what you'll see that uh, the understanding of uh, the, uh, the assistant of the uh, content.ai is actually quite significant. And the code that it wrote works, it, it does what we want it to do. And you will also get instructions how you can actually run it. So you are able to uh, read here that you just need to host it uh and how we can run it in the uh, in the application and why i'm so excited about this that applications of this are almost endless so uh, it is an assistant that will be able to uh, give you uh insights uh, from documentation it can help you uh, write migrations uh it can help you to really uh, model your content based on uh, screenshots of uh, your ideals uh, landing page or site so there's a lot uh, these assistants can do. And what we're really trying to aim is really to bring it closer to the users so they can really experience it themselves and essentially have a body all the time ready if they have some problems uh, and need something, uh, need understanding in detail of something, they can just ask and it's right one question away and um, you will get the information that you need. And sometimes you will even speed up your code if, if you need to write a code. Right. right. So this is super interesting because circling back to uh, the start of our discussion, we said how we have to take the next step past just typical open generative AI that chat GPT would give us. And it's really funny. So in case you're just listening, what we were showing on the screen a second ago was the content AI GPT assistant that was specifically implemented by Martin's team on the product to where it knows about the documentation that's publicly available. It knows about best practices. It knows about what your implementation. So it has that insight because it's specifically created for that domain of content.ai, right? And the reason I'm saying all this is when chat GPT first came out 13 months ago, one of the first things I literally tried as a developer was the code gen ability of chat GPT. And I literally tried to make a custom element HTML example in the chat and 13 months ago it failed miserably it wasn't even close to working the correct way 
it had a couple of things because it, it did find some of the open documentation at the time, but just watching what I just saw and actually having it being accurate and being useful, that's exciting. That's something that gets me excited. I think it's very useful, as you said, for onboarding of new developers, learning the platform, going faster, saving us time. And it's not just using the same exact thing as ChatGPT. Because if you see those two screens, they might seem very similar on the, on the outside, but the models that are behind those things, I know you guys have put a lot of time into on the product side. Uh, and I thank you for that because I really honestly think that's going to help people in this community quite a bit. And honestly, I believe these assistants really highlight what the future is going to be about. That you will be able just ask about the, the task that you have at hand and it's going to really help you or sometimes do the things for Yes. Yes. That's, that's, that's awesome. You know, I know, so we could probably sit here and talk about these topics for another like two hours, but, but we're kind of at the end of our time here. So a couple of things to wrap up. Number one, I just want to thank you for coming on. Uh, it's been great. I love the insight into where the product is going from the person who's in charge of it. And I want to ask you a favor. Will you join me again for another episode? Cause I think there are more things we'd love to talk about uh, on this Absolutely. and other, other aspects as well. So, all right. I'm going to hold you to that. Return return visit coming up soon. Uh, you heard it here, everyone. Um, and then second, if people are curious, uh, just from a kind of a roadmap standpoint, is this something that's months away, weeks, days, hours? Where are we? When, if you're a Content AI customer or someone who wants to know more about Content AI, when could they expect it to see it in in some of the product? It's closer than you think, and some of the things that I've shown you today are going live this week. Uh, awesome. And some of the things uh, that I've, I've shown you uh, will take a, a couple more days uh, and months to finish. But every day we're closer to this uh, to this vision. That's fantastic. Well, I'm super excited. I'm going to have something to do over Christmas break. So it's going to be great. Um, all right. And then uh, so I don't forget because I'm actually terrible at this. And I do tend to forget if people are watching this and they have questions and they want to know more. What is the best way for them to find you or ask questions? I mean, I know there's a great like support system right in the product itself with, with the intercom chat. That, that's typically where we recommend people. But this is kind of like a maybe something that's more in your wheelhouse to answer. So can people get a hold of you? What, what's the best way to do that? So um, first of all, you can definitely check the content.ai website where we'll find all the information about the product. Um, but if you have some specific questions, you can always reach out to me at LinkedIn. I always post there about um, different AI applications, uh, whether it's business or technical. So definitely uh, follow me there. And you can always send me a message. I'm more than happy to uh, answer. Awesome. Well, we appreciate it. And that's one of the best things I think about working with the content AI team, you know, from anyone from the CEO all the way down to products, engineers, to marketing, to sales. Everyone is generally open to just being able to talk to people, contact them. Uh, it's something I've really appreciated about our relationships over all these years is it's just an open, transparent, friendly company. So that's why we love doing this. Awesome. Okay. Well, Martin, uh, I appreciate it. I'm also very glad that you don't have any snow yet over there. Um, hopefully it does it's not get crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but um, I think we're going to wrap it up right here. Um so thank you. Thank you for joining. Thanks for having me, Brian.
Okay, everyone. Uh, this has been the latest episode of the Content Rocks podcast. Until next time.